Coming up on InfoSec Sync, one of the world's most infamous ransomware cartels goes dark. Also, what the government is doing to better protect individuals and organizations from ransomware attacks. China further tightening restrictions on how cyber attacks get reported. And using your words, an underground AI art scene is exploding over the internet. So get ready to get in sync with InfoSec Sync. You're watching the InfoSec Sync Weekly News with Nick Thomas and news anchor Layla Gulen, sponsored by Axelio. Threat detection and response done right. Axelio. Welcome to the InfoSec Sync Weekly News for week ending July 16th, 2021. I'm Layla Gulen with your host, Nick Thomas. Good to see you there, Nick. Good to see you, Layla. Well, we're going to start with that major development. They were responsible for attacks on meat supplier JBS and IT software vendor Kaseya earlier this month. Revel has apparently disappeared from the dark web. Experts speculate that the criminal enterprise may have been taken down. Multiple darknet and clearnet sites maintained by the Russia-linked cybercrime syndicate remained inaccessible and displayed the error message, Onion site not found. Revel is one of the most prolific ransomware-as-a-service groups that first appeared in 2019. The cyber gang is responsible for at least 360 attacks on the U.S. public and private sectors this year alone. Their latest attack targeted technology services provider Kaseya, in which they demanded $70 million in exchange for decryption of their software. While a shutdown would be welcome news, some say it's not uncommon for ransomware groups to go underground following a highly publicized incident. So why do you think that they've gone into hiding, Nick? I think uh, their infrastructure has been taken down and they are on the run. So, yeah, they've gone into hiding and they're, that's what they're doing. So they clearly feel threatened. They actually feel threatened, yes. Yeah. Now, as, as far as people who were in negotiations with them, we have uh, we have to yet to hear about what they're going through. But uh, I wish them good luck because uh, there's no way to negotiate with anyone now to get any information that they have locked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, you've spoken to someone uh, pretty pretty significant recently. Maybe you could tell us a little bit more about this conversation. Yeah, sure. I spoke with uh, Ron Gula, one of the uh, cyber investors in a company called Huntress. Huntress actually helped find the malware on the uh, for the uh, Kaseya uh, malware, and uh, here's what he had to say. So Huntress, Huntress Labs was in the news recently. They found the the, the big revel, re evil. I've heard it said a lot of different ways, right. uh, but they, they basically found that because they focus on the managed service provider market. I mean, they literally are the fire eye of the managed service provider market. So no wonder they were able to find this kind of stuff. Yeah. And you can hear more of that interview on my other episode that I will put up. Excellent. Thank you, Nick. It's a round-the-clock job detecting hacking attempts and protecting users from potential attacks. Known as Zero Day, these vulnerabilities are unknown software flaws. Zero Day, because of the number of days since a new piece of software was released to the public and obtained by hackers, with new software coming out constantly, Zero Day is a severe threat. For example, in the first three months of this year, Microsoft Exchange was the target of Zero Day attacks that exploited some 30 
thousand servers. And Google's Threat Analysis Group, or TAG, actively works to detect hacking attempts by hunting for these types of vulnerabilities because they can be particularly dangerous when exploited and have a high rate of success. Four separate web browser vulnerabilities have been discovered so far this year, affecting Chrome, Internet Explorer, and Safari. So these particular exploits, Nick, all targeting the most popular web browsers. How are these zero days similar and or different from each other? So the zero days are probably similar because the web browsers are all doing the same thing. They're presenting HTML code. And depending on the flavor you want to use, um, Chrome over Firefox over Internet Explorer, they're doing the same thing. So they're probably putting the same kinds of exploits in to um, elevate privileges. I see. All right. We'll try this on for size. Data security startup Codex has emerged from stealth with $5 million in funding for the first ever commercially available lattice-based data protection platform. Codex is known for its proprietary technique that creates five dimensions of security, all acting simultaneously and rendering nearly all modern malicious tools obsolete. As reported in Business Wire, the latest platform was rigorously tested under extreme conditions by the U.S. Department of Defense and members of the intelligence community. The platform was found to protect sensitive information and critical systems across multiple environments simultaneously, impermeable security from the moment of data creation throughout the entire life cycle. Codex also announced that it has welcomed retired Lieutenant General Vincent Stewart to its team. Stewart is a former deputy commander of the U.S. Cyber Command. Nick, that's a strong team member to have. That is a strong team member, and I actually uh, used to work for uh, the retired uh, Lieutenant General there at um, Marfor Cyber before he took over U.S. Cybercom. So I'm looking forward to the great things coming out of this. Hey, this is Jeremy Leisher with Excelio. If you're wanting a realistic, no kidding, hands-on threat hunting education where you can learn to not only hone your craft, uh, but to really get into the weeds of what it means to, uh, to, to, to hunt threats, um, I highly recommend that you join me uh, for a peek into the world of mature threat hunting with a focus on how network data is the missing link. Right? So come visit us at Excelio.com. Sign up for the next free hunted class, July 28th through the 29th at Excelio.com slash hunted. We see them every day, a web destination that either begins with HTTP or HTTPS. The latter gaining more and more popularity in recent years. These hypertext transfer protocols prevent eavesdroppers and attackers on the network from intercepting or altering data, which is why Chrome is continuing to invest its making HTTPS more widely supported. Beginning in M94, Chrome will offer HTTPS first mode, which will attempt to upgrade all page loads to HTTPS and display a full page warning before loading sites that don't support it. Users who enable this mode gain confidence that Chrome is connecting them to sites over HTTPS whenever possible, while more users are adopting HTTPS first mode in future versions of Chrome. 
HTTP connections will still continue to be supported. Chrome plans on taking additional steps to protect and inform users whenever they're using insecure connections. It sounds pretty significant. I mean, it's something that we all use, Nick. I'm curious, though, why shouldn't all connections be this HTTPS? I believe they should all be HTTPS. Um, It's really up to the company or the individual that um, institutes the web page to make it HTTPS or HTTP. Um, It might it costs a little bit more money to have an SSL certificate associated with your uh, website, and that's what most people trust anyway. You know, they like to see the lock up there that it, uh, things are encrypted, so their data is safe. So yes. that's what you get. <laughs> right, and and for someone who doesn't pay close attention, there is always that little lock there that you see. But, right, make sure the lock's there. Yeah. HTTPS. Right. Exactly. All right, well, the U.S. government has announced new resources and initiatives to protect American businesses and communities from ransomware attacks. The U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the U.S. Department of Justice have launched a new website to combat the threat. StopRansomware.gov establishes a one-stop hub for ransomware resources for individuals, businesses, and other organizations. The website streamlines a variety of sources, individuals, and organizations to access for guidance and alerts. The launch is one step in addressing a long-standing problem and growing national security threat. An estimated $350 million in ransom was paid to malicious cyber actors last year. That's a more than 300% increase from the previous year. Two states have recently taken steps to bolster cybersecurity and data privacy protections. Connecticut and Colorado have enacted laws designated and designed to give certain legal protections to businesses that adhere to cybersecurity frameworks. In Connecticut, the law prohibits punitive damages being assessed against organizations in the wake of a data breach. Meanwhile, the Colorado Privacy Act grants residents the right to access, correct, and delete personal data held by organizations. These steps could signal a potential federal privacy law. However, numerous efforts to enact such a law have failed. It sounds like common sense, Nick. I mean, why wouldn't all states give their citizens the ability to have their personal information erased from organizations? I think this is a a great effort for the states that are doing it, and I know it takes a long time for the actual law to go in. Um, Europe's GDPR actually protects people over there uh, more than it protects um, Americans uh, here. You know, we we don't have anything like that yet. Um, President Biden just put in his executive order, but that's going to take a while for those things to develop. Um, Chris Inglis just was formally sworn in as the nation's uh, cyber director, so... He's just getting things started to help President Biden's uh, agenda on his executive order go through. So that's going to take some time. So that's why I believe these states are enacting their own laws until the federal laws come into effect. Mm. All right. Victims of cybercrime do come in all shapes and sizes, as you know. But according to a recent FBI report, those 40 and over have been the most targeted audience for phishing scams and scam phone calls, among others. Criminals know the money made from Gen X and baby boomers is much higher than the total from Gen Y and millennials, or those aged between 25 and 39. 
Nearly 800,000 complaints have been made and more than $4 billion has been lost to cybercrime. ID theft and fraud are also hitting an all-time high. Another statistic shows Nevada experienced the highest number of reported cybercrimes, while Mississippi the lowest. And yes, I, I don't know about you, but I've received a lot of phone calls from these scammers. And uh, I don't know if it's advisable, but sometimes you, you kind of like to play around with them if you know that they are. <laughs> so there's a lot of audio on, on YouTube and some other sites uh, where people do play around with them. Um, uh, there's the, the famous one uh, we get every day at work, which is the, the car warranty, right? Oh, gosh, um, yes. <laughs> I get five of those a day. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah they're pretty pretty funny. It is funny. But, but Nick, how many times do they have to be sending these things out until it just doesn't work anymore? Because when you get that deluge of phone calls, you know it's not real. So you'd think that they, they would be snuffed out at some point. You know, they keep doing it, so I don't know if that's because they're making money and people are actually paying it. So apparently they are. Maybe in, in Vegas, I, f I find that pretty weird. Maybe there's a, a large, um, older population. Maybe that, that's why it's so high there. That's true. Good point. Well, the United States Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency has issued Emergency Directive 2104 to require all federal agencies to apply available patches for the vulnerability dubbed Print Nightmare. The agency gave a one-week deadline and warns that the vulnerability has been actively exploited by multiple threat actors. Microsoft's advisory also says the flaw has been exploited. So far, no information is available on the attacks. The vulnerability exists because the print spooler service improperly performs privileged file operations. The service offers restricted access to features that allow users to add printers and related drivers. If successfully exploited, the threat actor can compromise the entire identity infrastructure of a targeted organization. Microsoft has agreed to acquire security intelligence vendor RiskIQ. This is the company's fifth acquisition so far this year and will add to the company's cloud offerings as organizations move toward more hybrid work environments. A longtime Microsoft partner, RiskIQ, offers global threat intelligence collected from across the Internet and crowdsourced through its passive total LLC platform and community of security researchers. RiskIQ helped scan for Microsoft Exchange vulnerabilities following the attack on the email server software in March. Over the past year, Microsoft has experienced high-profile attacks in addition to the Exchange email server attacks. And just last month, the nation's state group behind the SolarWinds supply chain attack also compromised a Microsoft support agent's system. Microsoft has released updates to patch at least 116 security holes in its Windows operating systems and related software. The company says that at least four of the vulnerabilities are under active attack, some being considered critical. Print Nightmare, of course, being one of them. Another is CVE 2021-34494, a dangerous bug in the Windows DNS server. DNS is used to translate IP addresses to more human-friendly names. Other products that got patches include Microsoft Office, Bing, SharePoint Server, Internet Explorer, and Visual Studio. Chrome and Firefox have also recently shipped important security updates. 
So be sure to take a moment and save your tabs and work and then close out and restart that browser. And I'm curious how active people do this because, you know, unless you're kind of reading up on it, Nick, or watching InfoSec Sync, do they know to do these things? Um, the average uh, user probably th- that's not uh, cyber security aware probably doesn't know to do this. Luckily, um, they might have a function on their computer that does it automatically for them. Um, if they don't have that set up right, they might have something flashing telling them that there's updates. Or they could go into um, the uh, start button, settings, Windows update, and do the controls there to make sure it automatically updates. Yeah, so sure Other than that, it, it's behind the scenes. Right. And sometimes you see these things pop up. They just look like a nuisance or annoying. Don't ignore them. You really should you just have to. Prompt. You just have to make sure that that is a warning that's actually coming from your computer and not some pop-up that might be malware. And if right. you have questions, uh, contact your nearest um, cybersecurity person that you know or go to the nearest store that could help you out. Yeah, good advice. Industrial giants Siemens and Schneider Electric released two dozen advisories this week over vulnerabilities affecting their products. Some of the roughly 100 vulnerabilities have already been patched, while others are in the process of being fixed. Some of the issues related to parsing files. If an attacker can convince the targeted user to open a specifically crafted file, they can crash the application or achieve arbitrary code execution on the host system. Another advisory is related to the impact of 12 frag attacks flaws on Siemens Scalance wireless communications devices. Another warns of two serious code meter runtime issues that can allow unauthenticated attackers to remotely crash the server or obtain memory content. As for Schneider Electric, vulnerabilities were found that allowed attackers to change the charging station configuration arbitrarily, charge without authorization, or send arbitrary charging data records to the supervision system. Worst case scenario, what could happen if such an attack is successful? So depending on what they uh, what they get a hold of, it could be a switch, it could be controller. They could send too much voltage through the lines and start a fire, or they can increase something to what it's not supposed to be and and do damage to that system. That's scary. Yeah. Well, in another move to further tighten China's communist regime, tech experts who find a weakness in computer security would be required to inform the government. Under the new rules, the government will decide what repairs to make. Additionally, tech experts wouldn't be allowed to sell the information to police, spy agencies, or companies. Beijing has become increasingly sensitive about control over information about its people and economy. Companies are barred from storing data about Chinese customers outside of China. The ride-hailing service DD Global, which has recently made a U.S. stock market debut, has been publicly warned to tighten data security. Hey, this is Jeremy Leisher with Excelio. If you're wanting a realistic, no kidding, hands-on threat hunting education where you can learn to not only hone your craft, uh, but to really get into the weeds of what it means to uh, to, to, to hunt threats, um, I highly recommend that you join me uh, for a peek into the world of mature threat hunting with a focus on how network data is the missing link. Right? So come visit us at Excelio.com.
Sign up for the next free hunted class, July 28th through the 29th at Excelio.com slash hunted. A new malware is targeting Chinese online gambling companies. The attack involves deceiving gaming website visitors into downloading a malware loader camouflaged as a legitimate installer for popular but deprecated apps such as Adobe Flash Player or Microsoft Silverlight. The attack deploys either Cobalt Strike Beacons or a previously undocumented Python-based backdoor called Biopass Rat. This allows the threat actor to capture the screen of its victims. The malware is also notable for its focus on stealing private data from web browsers and instant messaging apps. It isn't clear who's behind the malware strain, but Trend micro-researchers said that they found overlaps between Biopass and that of TTPS, often associated with the Chinese Winti group. And Nick, these online gambling sites, super popular all over the world. Has something like this happened here in the United States? Well, what happened? Ha- has anything like this happened here in the United States with these online gambling sites? Oh, th- these things happen all the time. <laughs> and, and um, if someone captures your screen, they can basically see if you're winning or losing. And then if you win, does that just yeah. kind of open Pandora's box for, for <laughs> yeah, more Yeah, I guess if you win, you lose, right? That's right. (laughs) The house always wins, and so do the hackers. Think tanks, journalists, and professors have become the target of a sophisticated social engineering attack. An Iranian state-aligned actor targeting them with the purpose of soliciting sensitive information. They masqueraded themselves as scholars with the University of London's School of Oriental and African Studies. The attack, called Operation Spoofed Scholars, is attributed to the known threat tracked as APT-35, Charming Kitten, and Phosphorus. The government's cyber warfare group is suspected to carry out intelligence efforts on behalf of the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps. Dragos has announced a new sponsorship. The industrial cybersecurity company is now sponsoring the Smart Factory at Wichita, a new industry 4.0 immersive experience center by Deloitte. Dragos will work with Deloitte to protect and enable manufacturers to quickly adopt state-of-the-art technologies to drive new business models and boost quality, productivity, and sustainability. Visitors to the Smart Factory at Wichita will also have an opportunity to co-innovate with Dragos in the Infor Garage. The Infor Garage will offer a dedicated collaboration space to explore case studies, use cases, and co-innovate new solutions for smarter supply chains, asset management, maintenance, and operations. The 60,000-square-foot sustainable space is located on Wichita State University's Innovation Campus. Its production facility uses technologies such as artificial intelligence, Internet of Things, and robotics to help companies manufacture products, among other things. Sounds like the Legoland uh, for techies. Oh, exactly. This is a match made in heaven. I mean, you've got two great companies. You've got Dragos, who is the leader in ICSOT security, and Deloitte, who is the leader in audit, among other things, and also coming into cybersecurity. It's a great matchup, and I would actually love to tour that facility. It sounds great. I was just going to say, I wonder if you have to buy a ticket. <laughs> and if you get uh, annual passes. 
<laughs> That'd be great, right? <laughs> well, finally, over the last few months, an AI-generated art scene has exploded. Hackers have been modifying an open AI model that allows them to create image generation tools. Shortly after the release of OpenAI's Clip program, hackers and machine learning artists and engineers figured out how to connect other AIs up to Clip, creating an image generator. They figured out how to use text prompts that render high-resolution, almost hallucinogenic images. Users have now started to develop an artistry specific to the tools. So basically, you, you type in a word, and then that image appears, and then you just use words to create a picture. It's incredible. That's pretty cool. You know what? They could use this in the the VR realm, the uh, virtual reality. When you put on the goggles and stuff like that, that sounds pretty cool. It really does. You know, I can barely draw a stick figure, so that might actually be something <laughs> that I'd be interested in. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for us. On behalf of Nick Thomas, you are now in sync with InfoSec Sync. We'll see you again next week. InfoSec Sync Weekly News has been brought to you by Excelio. Register for their free hunted class, July 28th through the 29th, and get 16 CPEs. Sign up at Excelio.com slash hunted.